Welcome to another exciting, fun-filled episode of the Kentucky Podcast Massacre, Louisville's premier paranormal round style haunted paranormal podcast. That was a lot of fucking words. <laughs> it, it, we, we gain a word every week. <laughs> I am your host, Sean Wolf Party Martin. My name is Teddy, and I am still alive. And still black. That, that too. I am ruthless, and I still like the ladies. I'm Kentucky Corey, and I still love Kentucky. And we got Jamie J. Wow, JJ Sweet Stuff <laughs> in the hizzles. <laughs> no, don't do that with your mouth. You can just edit that in. Yeah, yeah. No, I might. Like right now. That sounded kind of juggalo-y. Yeah, okay, got it. <laughs> no, we didn't say whoop whoop. <laughs> anyway, uh, tonight's episode is about creepypastas. Um, everybody knows creepypasta. It's basically a fan fiction. This episode is about creepypasta. We've probably all heard one, whether it be Slenderman or whether it be, uh, you know, Ben Drowned, one of the more popular ones. We're going to go through a few of them tonight. Basically, what Creepypasta is, is it's fan fiction made by teenagers or 40-year-old men living in their mother's basement. All the same, some are pretty creepy, some aren't. They're all based off of some type of folklore or horror movie. There's always some influence there from something. So we're going to talk about a few of them tonight. Some of the more popular ones. Some of the more obscure ones. Either way, we're going to have some laughs. Drink some beer. Smoke some cigarettes. uh, Fucking sandblast the front porch. Whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) Sounds good. All right. We're going to start off with uh, a story called The Expressionless. I found this one on Facebook. Uh, about two or three years ago, it was one of those little, um, shows a picture of what looks like a mannequin in a hospital gown with two, it looks like hospital people restraining her. So the story goes, in June 1972, a woman appeared in Cedar sinai Hospital in nothing but a white blood-covered gown. Now this in itself should not be too surprising as people often have accidents nearby and come to the nearest hospital for medical attention. But there were two things that caused people who saw her to vomit and flee in terror. The first being that she wasn't exactly human. She resembled something close to a mannequin, but had the dexterity and fluidity of a normal human being. Her face was as flawless as a mannequin's, devoid of eyebrows and smeared in makeup. There was a kitten clamped in her jaws. What the fuck? Hold on. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Pause. <laughs> a kitten clamped in her jaw. I don't think that was necessary. Now, when they say kitten, do they mean vagina? <laughs> I'm just, yeah, let's just say a vagina. Okay, if, a vagina. I feel like it'd be less scary if it was just jaws. a vagina by itself. I mean, but the, I don't know having a vagina. I mean, like, she, like, just ripped it off? I mean, no, I no, no. Cut very smooth, like, and cauterized, no blood. Like chewing on it, like Ed Gein. I think it was, like, a little furry kitten. Oh, little baby. Well, that's that's sad. Sad. That is really little sad. Yeah. What a bitch. Pino will have your head. <laughs> Fuck that mannequin bitch. <laughs> Nonetheless, there was a kitten clamped in her jaws, unnaturally tight that no teeth could be seen, and the blood was still squirting out over her gown and onto the floor. She then pulled it out of her mouth, tossed it aside, and collapsed. From the moment she stepped through the entrance to when she was taken to the hospital room and cleaned up, before prep for sedation, she was completely calm, expressionless, and motionless. 
The doctors thought it best to restrain her until the authorities could arrive. She did not protest. They were unable to get any kind of response from her, and most staff members felt too uncomfortable to look directly at her for more than a few seconds. But the second the staff tried to sedate her, she fought back (laughs) with extreme force. Two members of staff had to hold her down as her body rose up on the bed with that same blank expression. She turned her emotionless eyes towards the male doctor and did something unusual. She said, hey, you guys. (laughs) Baby Ruth. As she did, the female doctor screamed and let go go out of shock. And the woman's mouth were not human teeth, but long, sharp spikes. Too long for her mouth to close fully without causing any damage. The male doctor stared back at her for a moment before asking, What in the hell are you? (laughs) What in the hell are you? What in the hell are you? (laughs) She cracked her neck down to her shoulder to observe him, still smiling. There was a long pause. The security had been alerted and could be heard coming down the hallway. So, uh, break a break one night. We got a little crazy bitch with a man face coming down the hallway. Uh, we're going to go sedate her and throw her out of the boat. Y'all! As he heard them approaching, she darted forward, sinking her teeth into the front of his throat, ripping out the jugular, letting him fall to the floor, gasping for air as he choked on his own blood. At his own dick. On his own dick. She stood up and leaned over him, her face coming dangerously close to his as the light faded from his eyes. She leaned closer and whispered in his ear, I am God. <laughs> she, just like Alanis Morissette would. <laughs> just like Celine Dion. Are you sure this isn't a South Park episode? Hold on, we're getting to the first. <laughs> this is the climax. The doctor's eyes filled with fear as he watched her calmly walk away to greet the security man. His last ever sight would be watching her feast on them. One by one, the female doctor who survived the incident named her the Expressionless. There was never a sighting of her again. Ooh. Jesus Christ. We didn't even plan that. <laughs> that was creepy pasta. <laughs> Our has another well-known podcast would say scary spaghetti. Shout outs to those guys. This is this is a prime example of uh, creepy pasta. I found this one to be probably the most entertaining. You can make a fucking movie out of it if you wanted to. You'd really kind of have to stretch it out, kind of like what they did with uh, the Bye Bye Man. The Bye Bye Man, they just took one... The story goes with that is like... They took one excerpt of just basically what he does. He travels the the railroads and kills people. But if you were to make this into a movie, you'd have to go with the origins. Like, how did she become this? Where is she from? Blah, blah, blah. Or else this would be a really short, like, YouTube Sounds to me like she's movie. from Macy's or JCPenney's, one of those places. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> now I'm not saying this creepypasta is badly written, but it kind of sounds like it's written by one of those foreign dudes when you call the call center and they're like, Hello, this is Jack. How are you today? Hello. <laughs> like it's. Did you forget your Google password? Let <laughs> oh me sent to your email. Oh I don't God. have an email. Like I'm just saying, your name isn't fucking Jack. <laughs> it's written by one Good of those point. guys that has one of those like Japanese sex dolls. Yeah, for sure. Ooh. They pay like fifteen thousand dollars for. Or it's that guy that has the mannequin that's oh, like, God. I am happy, or whatever. No, that was weird. I feel fantastic. I feel fantastic. I feel yeah. fantastic. Oh, God, that still makes me We're going to have to cover her in our viral video episode yeah. coming soon, because it's fucking creepy, nightmare-inducing shit. Kind of along the same lines as this, you throw in some long teeth and put a kitten in her jaws, and it's basically the same fucking thing. 
But this is a prime example of the expressionless. Ruthless? So, basically, for those of you out there who may not have heard of creepypasta, they're basically kind of like modern urban legends that kind of became more popular with the access of internet being more popular. I mean... It's kind of like Are You Afraid of the Dark written by fucking angsty emo kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, most of these are good stories, but a lot of them have a lot more attached to it, like Slenderman or Candle Cove. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not just stories. They've branched off into things that are more visual. Yeah. Like, the Candle Cove story, we'll cover that later, is very much a visual representation because it's a forum post. It's not a story. It's a forum post that basically tells a story between, like, 15 people talking. and and it's, like, urban legends were usually based off of real events. Like, the Hookman was based off of the town from uh, the town that... The Phantom Killer, the Moonlight Killer, Texarkana. The Candyman was based off the dude that killed his own kid. The Candyman was a dude sticks. covered in bees. He was very unfortunate. He had a, he was addicted to honey. He got it all over him one day. He lived in Georgia. <laughs> covered in bees. He was just like, oh, man, I fucking hate bees. But I love this honey. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so what do we have next on the list of shit that virgins wrote? Um, well, I think we should go ahead and uh, get this out of the way. And who better to tell the story of Slenderman than a guy who has a tattoo, a symbol of Slender Man, on his hand. Oh, is that what that is? I yeah. thought that was the, uh, the, the Rob Zombie, uh, white no. zombie thing. No, that's the kidding. operator <laughs> symbol, and I got it way before it was cool. If there's only uh, one thing in this world that I'm hipster about, it's Slender Man, because, I mean, I got this tattoo probably a week after it was shown on uh, Marble Hornets. Which is a vlog about Slenderman. Yeah. Um, honestly, the story of Slenderman, it started off as a... It wasn't even a creepypasta, but it is a creepypasta. It started off as a story, but it's been like reiterated so many times from the original story that it is just so broad. I mean, it is a creature, an entity, you would say... Um, Tall, slender man <laughs> ah. <laughs> wearing a suit. He's faceless. Uh, it's expressionless. a white, expressionless. It's just a white face in a suit, um, eight to ten feet tall. Um, his targets span from children to young adults. Never full adults. Never babies. Never an old man with dementia. Yeah, I mean, and his the way he victimizes people is from the span of just straight murder to hypnosis, brainwashing. Um, he is your all-around tyrant. He is an equal opportunity employer. He doesn't care if you're black, yellow, green. He doesn't mm-hmm. care if you're 12 or if you're 21. He does not discriminate. Yeah. Your ass is his. The only thing that he cares about is, in the long run, if he can kill you, A, or B, if you were able-bodied en- enough to be brainwashed and do his bidding. And when you are that, you're considered a proxy. You're just a brainwash ball of chaos and you go out and you kill things. I hate the fact with Slenderman is some people try to make him kind of rapey or child molesty. Yeah. No. But really, there's no gain from that with him. He just wants to eat some babies. Yeah, I mean, and the reason and that came about because like all of the all of the fan fake fan made pictures and stuff like that were like Photoshop pictures of old schoolyards with him mm-hmm. in the background or recess time and they're stuff like that. They're very convincing. Yeah, they're very good. If they're you didn't know this pictures. was a story, you'd be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, this is the next. I mean, that's what that's what sucked me in is like basically once this story released 
two groups, at least the two most notable groups that picked it up, were a YouTube channel called Marble Hornets and a YouTube channel called Everyman Hybrid. Marble Hornets was basically, hey, we want to make this movie. We're going to start filming this movie. Blah, 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 blah. Whoa, what's this guy in the background? And it was very subtle. Very, yeah. very like, it started off like the first, I want to say five or six episodes. They didn't really get into his story. They just, he would just pop up in the background. Like, yeah. and, and but nobody would take note of it or anything. And then it started to progress from there. And that's where the operator symbol came, which is a, basically a circle with an X through it. Very messy drawing of it. Um, that's basically what his proxies start drawing on, like, walls and boards. They start going crazy and drawing that. It's a very slow process. It's, um, it's kind of funny how, like, Slender Man kind of almost uh, blurs the line between fantasy and reality because people who aren't keen on the whole creepypasta phenomenon, like my dad, for example, he sent me a link. My dad's a dispatcher. He sent me a link of a, uh audio recording of a dispatcher and it was a little girl who called in and said that there is a tall, skinny man in her backyard uh, hiding behind the tree lines, and he's creeping closer every time she blinks. And my dad thought this was true, because, I mean, it kind of sounds like, you know, a weird creepy man standing in the backyard staring at kids. But he had no idea until I told him, until I listened to it, that it was actually one of the many Slender Man videos that's on YouTube. Yeah, and uh, there is your Marble Hornets, which is kind of a slow, creepy type of thing. And then there's Everyman Hybrid, which took the same concept and basically put it through in a general rush and yeah. made it crazy. It turned into like basically an action horror series. Like these guys were trying to fight Slender Man, and they incorporated another creepy pasta legend, which is called the Rake. Which is oh, the yeah. scariest shit I've ever heard of. Rape kind of involves like a like kind of sleep paralysis almost. Yeah. Um, if you ever just Google sleep paralysis and you're gonna see pictures of a creature on top of a sleeping person like holding its mouth, that's mm-hmm. essentially the rape. I've had it. I've yeah, actually had sleep yeah. paralysis throughout yeah. my life. It's uh, kind of scary. It's one um, of the most terrifying things ever. Well, it's different for some people. Like some people will hear loud sounds. Some people will. Um, see flashing lights of when I was younger I actually you're gonna laugh at me but I truly believe that I was gonna be abducted by aliens because I would hear hear this loud screeching noise in the light so if I just kept my eyes closed and I would still hear it that's two things they attribute it to is is either aliens or demons Mm -hmm. well that's pretty scary oh yeah Yeah. I don't I haven't had it it's pretty creepy pasta pasta (laughs) (laughs) so basically what they did is they turned a creature that controls Sleep paralysis, and they made it Slender Man's henchman. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, that's great. and they actually uh, the effects in both series are crazy. Like they're practical effects, costumes, props, but they made some of these creatures look insane. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's like found footage style, so you see just enough of them to be like, huh! but it's uh, it keeps a good veil over what's actually there. Kind of jump scares and all yeah. that. Yeah, and honestly, it's the most immersive creepypasta you can probably get your hands on because there's just so much to look up. You will get caught hours and hours and hours and hours just looking up this shit. And by the end of it, you're like, it's real! Slenderman's <laughs> real! Yeah, Never, so... Don't tell me otherwise, I know! Yeah, none of the Sing other ones me. have really had such a 
great impact. And now just Slender Man got huge for a while. Oh, yeah. It's starting to die down again. But. I, mean, I mean, there's been movies like uh, The Tall Man, which was fucking horrible. Yeah, I, I saw that movie. That's the God damn it, it's it. bad. It's got Justin Timberlake's girlfriend or wife or whatever the fuck she is. She's got a weird square-shaped butt. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. like her. Whatever her name is. Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel has a weird square-shaped butt. I'll go on record saying that. <laughs> but it's, it's loosely based on Slender Man, <laughs> but not enough to keep you compelled to watch it. You can watch it. I don't recommend wasting an hour and a half doing so. If you're going to do anything, if you're going to watch anything, watch the the countless videos on YouTube and there's also a documentary coming up here within the next week of Slender Man on HBO. And actually what I'm going to talk about is what the, uh, brought this documentary about the Slender Man stabbings. These two girls on May 31st, 2014 in Wisconsin uh, two 12-year-old girls lured another girl at the same age into the woods and stabbed her 19 times. Not 13, not 12, not 9, but 19, purportedly to, in order to impress the fictional character Slender Man. After being stabbed, the victim crawled to a road and laid on the sidewalk where a cyclist found her and called 911. She was rushed to the hospital, but she eventually died. What did they think? Slender Man was like a god or something? They were just completely obsessed with this to the point where they wanted to be proxies, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think there were a number of crimes committed in the name of Slender Man. Um, some this was the most famous incident. Yeah. I mean, it's only a matter of time for somebody, you know, eventually kills in the name of another creepypasta, like Laughing Jack, which we're going to get to in a minute. It's fucking stupid, but nonetheless, I have to address it. <laughs> well, I was also going to say Slenderman has basically inspired other type of villains and monsters. Uh, just to bring up a, a pop culture reference, Doctor Who has a villain called the Silence. It's a very tall creature. It's white. It almost has like a alien type looking. I head. think I've seen that before. And yeah. the, the the thing that's about the Silence is there. It's always in the corner of your eye. You don't really see it, and if you do see it, you forget that you saw it. And it basically wreaks havoc on humanity. So it's it's definitely the Slender Man has given inspiration to. Oh yeah, there's lots of different like origins. I read one of the orange origin stories uh, supposedly on a German woodcut. It shows uh, a creature that very strikingly resembles Slender Man, and there's a whole story that goes along with that. It was in some German village, and he would lure the children out. The same modus operandi that you hear with the Slender Man stories, but also it's just somebody basically trying to branch out and form their own origin stories, which countless people tend to do when it comes to these creepypastas. Mmm, pasta. I'm hungry. I want some ziti. What about some <laughs> scary ziti? Let's go to Olive Garden. That's some crazy bread. <laughs> Creepy yeah. crazy yeah. bread. American Italian. <laughs> I love it. Crazy bread. Pizza crust covered in cheese. He speaks the second most Italian. I don't speak any Italian. Like I said, second most. When I try to sound Italian, I just sound like Brad Pitt and fucking uh, Inglorious Bastards. Buongiorno. Grazie. <laughs> Crazy bread. The only, the only Italian I speak is a Sia Argento. Mm. What the? Is that, um, is that a porn star? Is that a European porn star? Mm. Well, that's Dario Argento's daughter. Dario Argento, the famous director of such movies, has 
Uh, Benny and June and what's eating Gilbert Grape, right? No. No? Suspiria. <laughs> you were there way off. That you were way <laughs> off. <laughs> He's just Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> I know. I know my shit. We'll talk about that later on with uh, one of our horror movie episodes. It's going to get really fun with that. All right. What about this asshole Laughing Jack? Laughing Jack. Sounds All like right. a prick to me. I want to read this shit. I've got my scary voice from 1992. You got your Vincent Price going? No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Remember that really short lady? Oh, from the poltergeist? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, what was her name? Yeah. Her name was like Zelda or Zelda Rubenstein or Zelda? something. Oh, shit. She creeped me out when I was kidding. Very mm-hmm. fantasy Come Jewish. to the line, Jamie. Come yeah. to the line. <laughs> Don't walk into the light, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was going to use this references after that I had for creepypastas, but it's way too long and drawn out. I want to get to the meat and potatoes of it, so I'm just going to refer to the Wikipedia link, if I could. <clears throat> Laughing Jack. Let's describe this guy for a second. Uh, he looks like an AFI fan. He looks like an AFI fan <laughs> or My Chemical Romance groupie or, or yeah. something to that effect. All right. Now it's time to explore the story. Hmm. Laughing Jack. It was a nice summer day. My five-year-old son James was playing outside in the backyard of our suburban home. James has always been a quiet boy. He plays by himself, mostly. He plays with himself, mostly. (laughs) Me, too. He never had many friends, but he has always had a wild imagination. I was in the kitchen feeding our dog, Fido. How fucking original. (laughs) Our dog, Fido. So, anyways, when I heard what sounded like James talking to someone in the backyard, I'm not sure who it was, but he could be talking to, could have been, could he finally have made a, fr- what kind of confidence is this bitch having her child? Could he finally have made a friend? <laughs> oh my God. She is not about that everyone's winning. Sorry. No. <laughs> Anyways, I'm getting off track. Being a single mom, it's hard for me to always keep an eye on my son. So I decided to go outside and check on him. When I went into the backyard, I was a bit confused because James was the only person back there. Was he talking to himself? I could have sworn I heard another voice. James! (laughs) Where you at? What's going on? (laughs) James, it's time to come inside, I called out to him. He came inside and sat down at the kitchen table. It was about lunchtime, so I decided to make him a turkey sandwich. Mm. (laughs) Turkey Keep it fresh. James, who were you talking to out there, I asked. James looked up for a moment and said, I was playing with my new friend. He said this smiling. I poured him some milk and continued to pry, as any good mother would do. (laughs) Does your friend have a name? Why didn't you ask him to come have lunch with us? His name is Jethro. He's a biker. (laughs) (laughs) Now, son, I don't know if that's the crowd you should be running with. We've watched Sons of Anarchy. (laughs) (laughs) Hail's Angels. (laughs) James stared at me for a moment before replying, well, his name is Laughing Jack. I was a bit taken back by what he said. Oh, that's a strange name. What does your friend look like? 
Why would you even ask that shit? <laughs> I asked this a bit confused. He's a clown. He has long hair and a big swirly cone nose. <laughs> He's got long arms and baggy pants. Mm. He wears, wears Jinkos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was it a juggalo? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> it sounds just like he a juggalo. He wears a hatchet man necklace. He smells like Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> and he likes uh, he Fago. Tr- <laughs> he tried to sell me weed. <laughs> He's wearing stripy socks, and he always smiles. Definitely a juggalo. Yeah. I realized my son was talking about an imaginary friend. I suppose it's normal for kids his age to have imaginary friends, especially when he has no real kids to play with. Damn. Oh, Poor guy. Loser. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> the rest of the day went by as per usual, and it was starting to get late, so I put James to bed. I tucked him in, gave him a kiss. Oh, sorry. Sorry, we're going there. Um, <laughs> and I made sure to turn on his nightlight before I closed the door. I was pretty tired myself, so I decided to go to bed not long after. I had an awful nightmare. <gasps> Sleep paralysis. All right, so here it comes. It was dark. I was in some kind of run-down amusement park. I was scared, oh. running through an amusement an endless field of empty tents, broken down rides, and abandoned game huts. Well, that sounds like Kentucky State Fair. <laughs> <laughs> the whole place had a horrible look to it. Everything was black and white. The prized stuffed animals all hung from nooses. It felt like the whole park was looking at me, even though there wasn't another living thing in sight. Then suddenly, <gasps> I began to hear music play. <laughs> <laughs> the sounds of pop goes the weasel being played on a squeeze box echoed through the park. It was hypnotizing. I followed its tune to the circus tent almost in a trance, unable to stop my legs from moving forward. It was pitch black. The only light came from a single spotlight shining on the center of the big top. As I walked towards the light, the music slowed down. I found myself singing along, unable to stop. All around the mulberry bush, the monkey chased the weasel. The monkey fur. What the? What the fuck? What the monkey goat was all in fun. What are these words? What kind of old white man wrote this shit? Anyways, the music stopped right before its climax. And suddenly the light shot on, just like I shot on its face. (laughs) The intensity of the lights was practically blinding. All I could see was a small, dark silhouette shuffled towards me. It was a midget. Okay. No, I'm not small. It was Peter Dinklage. Oh, you are dark. It was Peter. I am dark. It was Peter Dinklage. Oh. <laughs> then another one appeared. I drink and milk. And another, and another. And this is what happens when you break into Midgetville. <laughs> there were dozens of them all coming towards me. I couldn't move my legs. They were frozen. All I could do was watch as the halting figures drew nearer. As they got closer, I could see they were children. They were children. 
them. As I looked at each one, I noticed they were all horribly disfigured and mutilated. Some had cuts all over their body. Others were severely burnt. The others were missing limbs, even eyes. The children enveloped me, clawing at my flesh, dragging me to the ground and tearing inside me. Oh, okay, lady. Chill. <laughs> As the children that tore me like apart and I faded away, <laughs> all I could hear was laughter. Horrible, awful, evil laughter. <laughs> is this sinister? I feel like this is the movie Sinister. All right. <laughs> There's your preview because this story is this long as on and on. Okay, he haunts your dreams like Freddy Krueger, swirly nose, baggy pants, probably B.O., his juggalo. Maybe like My Chemical Romance or Black Veil Brides. They really hate Tila Tequila. It just that. goes on and on and on, and I don't feel it's really fucking necessary because you could have summed this shit up a paragraph earlier. Yeah, Teddy, really. I think you should make audiobooks. No. You <laughs> <laughs> would be the audiobooks what Gilbert Godfrey would be to like sex novels. It would just be, it should happen. Him reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Mor- moral of the story the police think she killed her own kid. Dun, dun, All right. What? Stupid so, ass laughing fucking Jack. Long drawn out written. Based off of, of course, like Freddy Krueger, if you put like a clown suit on him. He haunts your dreams, blah, 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 some circuses and shit, digits <coughs> disfigured, fucking dumb. I don't like it. Well, like it. I said, it, it almost, when you were talking about all the children being there and they tore her apart, it did, it did almost remind me of Sinister, though, because the kids were all drawn to this weird dude, you know, that made him do things. So maybe they base that movie off that? It could be. It could have possibly a lot of different uh, influences. I think one of them that struck me was, uh, you know, Freddy Krueger. Except without the wardrobe. Incoming! Front door! Smart house! <laughs> GLaDOS! I love my smart house. Reminds me of Resident Evil. We're gonna play that shit tomorrow. Definitely. Oh, yes. Me and Ruthless are going to play that shit. It's going to be fun. I recommend everybody pick that shit up. Yes, definitely. It's probably... well, I'm just happy Resident Evil is finally returning to its scary roots. My wieners! They hunger. This next one is based off of a popular cartoon. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. It's pretty obscure. I don't know. Uh, something called Spongebob uh, Block Pants. Spongebob Polygon Trousers. Sponge. <laughs> Spongebob uh, Squid Shit. <laughs> Spongebob Squarepants. Dish towel rag. This is called Squidward Circle Suicide, pants. and Ruthless here is going to tell us about it. I just want to start off by saying if you want an answer at the end... Prepare to be disappointed. Oh, I hate those. (laughs) There just isn't one. I was an intern at Nickelodeon Studios for a year in 2005 for my degree in animation. Wieners, they thirst for flesh. (laughs) It wasn't paid, of course. Most internships aren't. But it did have some perks beyond education. To adults, it may not seem like a big one, but most kids at the time would go crazy over it. Now, since I worked directly with the editors and animators, I got to view the new episodes days before they aired. I'll get right to it without giving too many unnecessary details. They had very recently made Spongebob, the movie. And the entire staff was somewhat sapped of creativity, so it took them longer to start up the season. But the delay lasted longer for more upsetting reasons. 
There was a problem with the Series 4 premiere that set everyone and everything back for several months. Me and two other interns were in the editing room along with the lead animators and sound editors for the final cut. We received the copy that was supposed to be Fear of a Krabby Patty. Ooh, I love those things. There's medicine for that. <laughs> Antibiotics. You got a Krabby Patty, you better go for it. <laughs> <laughs> right? oh, That's not a cold sore. <laughs> I not once made that connection, and I'm disgusted by all of you right now. <laughs> now, given that this isn't the final yet, animators often put up a mock title card. Some of an inside joke for us, with phony, oftentimes lewd titles such as how sex doesn't work mm. instead of rockabye bivalve. What that? the fuck kind of word mm. is that? I don't know. When SpongeBob and Patrick adopt a sea scallop. <laughs> Nothing particularly funny, but work related chuckles. So when we saw the title card for Squidward Suicide, we didn't think of it more than a, a morbid joke. One of the interns did a small throat laugh at it. The happy-go-lucky music plays as it as normal. The story began with Squidward practicing his clarinet. A.K.A. Wiener. Mm-hmm. Hitting a few sour notes like normal. When we hear Spongebob laughing outside as Squidward stops yelling at him to keep it down as he has a concert night. Okay, so this dude... Okay, I'm not reading all this. He's practicing... And then he sees Sandy with Patrick. Sandy's that squirrel. Yeah, the fucking whatever thing is. I've never watched Spongebob. I don't know. I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. I never got into it. The bubble splash screen comes up and we see the ending of Squidward's concert. This is when things began to seem off. Mm, They didn't seem like that before. No. (laughs) While playing a few frames repeat themselves, but the sound doesn't at this point sound and synced up with the animation. So yes, that's not common. But when he stops playing, the sound finishes as if the skip never happened. There is a slight murmuring in the crowd before they begin to boo him. Boo, you fucking suck. <laughs> Not normal con- cartoon booing that is common in the show, but you could very clearly hear malice in it. Squid- Squidward's in full frame and looks visibly afraid. Woo-hoo. The shot goes to the crowd when SpongeBob in the center frame, and he too is booing, very much unlike him. That isn't the oddest thing, though. What is odd is everyone had hyper-realistic eyes. <gasps> Very detailed. Clearly not shots of real people's eyes, but something a bit more real than CGI. The pupils were red. Some of us looked at each other, obviously confused, but since we weren't the writers, we didn't question its appeal to children yet. Mm. The shot goes to Squidward sitting on the edge of his bed, looking very forlorn. It's because he plays the clarinet and he's a squid. The view out of his porthole <laughs> window <laughs> is of a night sky, so it isn't very long after the concert. The unsettling part is at this point, there is no sound. Literally, no sound. Not even the feedback from the speakers in the room. It's as if the speakers were turned off, though their status showed them working perfectly. He just sat there blinking in the silence for about 30 seconds, then he started to sob quietly and softly. He put his hands, tentacles, over his eyes and cried quietly for a full minute more, all the while the sound in the background really slowly growling from nothing to barely audible. It sounded like a slight breeze through a forest. Ooh, that's very is poetic. This? this is really long. You want me to kind of tell you the synopsis of it? Yeah, because it's like really long. Most of these are really drawn out. 
But I have seen, I have, uh, I've seen the YouTube video they made of this, which is basically a fan-made film. I've read the story. Basically, um, Squidward, like you said, he's crying. He's crying blood at some point? Everybody's booing him on stage from his little fucking uh, clarinet solo. Uh, weird sounds start to happen. There's weird flashes that almost seem like subliminal pictures that are put into the, uh, the cartoon. And what that turned out to be, supposedly, were pictures of dead children. Uh, once the, um, I guess the editors of the show noticed that something was kind of weird, they looked at it, discovered it was pictures of dead children, which launched a police investigation. And what had happened was... What had happened was... What had happened was... <laughs> I'm going to tell you for a second, that motherfucking Squidward... He, in the fan-made fan film, he commits suicide with a shotgun. But the weird part is, upon investigation of this um, very weird cartoon, it turned out to be a disgruntled cartoon editor who had put in these pictures of dead children that he had killed, basically for some subliminal reasons that we don't know of. But it has been debunked. It's not real. Looks very compelling when you watch the, the YouTube vid, uh, video Squidward Suicide. But like most of these creepy pastas, there's not really a foundation to them. They're, they're fake as hell. They're fake. It's imagination. Fake. It's fantasy land. Who are these people? They're just some weirdos just making up Virgins. Yeah, yes. Virgins, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be disturbing. I mean, you take... I, I'll, let's all be honest here. The people that do watch Spongebob that are over the age of, like, 10 are stoners. So, mm. I mean, that would be really freaky. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, like, is that a dead kid? Or I just, like, smoked this OG Kush straight to the head. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was an interesting one, I guess. Um, Most of these things are very drawn out. I, you gotta applaud their attention to detail, but sometimes they go so far into detail that it's completely necessary, and it doesn't go straight to the fucking point. It should, but it doesn't. It just goes off the rails, and it, like you said, the way they describe the sound, what was it like, wind through trees? I don't give a fuck about that much. Yeah, add an audio clip or something. Too drawn out, long. And yeah, drawn these out. stories are kind of drawn. But I mean, honestly, though, I mean, it's you're reading these online. You're probably sitting in your basement alone. Yep. Probably. Got the World of Warcraft open and another tab. And eating, <laughs> eating your uh, eating your your, your Totino's exactly. Totino's pizza rolls that you microwave didn't bake them. No. no. Really or they burst in your mouth. You're like, third degree burn oh. in my mouth. If you really want to get crunk on some pizza rolls, deep, deep fry, fry them bitches. Deep fry those fuckers, cover them with sriracha and parmesan. Ranch. Yeah. Yo, you ever Ranch wonder how I got diabetes? See, no, I disagree there. Ranch is nasty. That's like the oh, so devil's come. I don't think too many people would agree with it. This is a ranch state. Everybody people <laughs> love ranch. They love That's it. some white people they sauce. They just guzzle that shit down like semen. Ranch Doritos. Slurping down mayonnaise. straw in it. Man- mayonnaise is good. I love Miracle mayonnaise. Whip is gross. Oh my god, that's demon cum. Yeah, I hate that shit. Uh, turkey, put some tur- you know, turkey no. sandwiches on no, it. No, uh-uh. no, 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 no. That's no, the no. only thing. No, Miracle Whip is white trash jizz, dude. The Lesbo <laughs> and the Black Man agree. Miracle Whip is Why don't the you devil. just write a creepypasta about Miracle Whip <laughs> actually being like... It's actually the semen of a fucking disgruntled clown. <laughs> 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 Slapping Jack. He's, he's sitting there like... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just sugar. It's sugar mayonnaise. Ew. Let's put some fucking uh, sugar and some uh, mayonnaise, and then you got Miracle Whip pretty much. <laughs> I actually know people that put mayonnaise on peanut butter sandwiches. Uh, I've heard nigga, of that, too. Nigga, what? Mm. That is fucked. Sorry, pardon my language. I didn't mean to. I'm going to bleep that M-bomb out, but... Woo! <laughs> That's a creepy pasta all on its own. That made my stomach turn. <laughs> I'll put the, my the puppies do not like Miracle Whip either. No, no they're they smart. And they are entitled to voice their opinions. I think that creepy clown son of a bitch is over there or something. No, what was weird, what had happened, if you can hear anything in the background, was uh, during Ruth reading um, the story, the screen door just opened and closed. It wasn't Apparently. like wind fast either. No, it's not. Yeah, because there's not like windy no wind. Outside. That's very I don't weird. know what it was, but it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I saw it out the corner of my eye. She had a look yeah, of horror on her I know. Face. I'm, I'm sitting here reading this, and I look up, up and my J- front door. I look up at Jay Styles, and she's like turning whiter than she is. One of the dogs kept barking at something out there too. It's Laughing Jack. Yeah. It is. We have invoked the fucking front door. Yes, oh no! Oh, <laughs> If we die by Laughing Jack tonight, uh, please, somebody, avenge our Please deaths. don't tell anybody, because that's the most pussy shit way to die <laughs> ever. <laughs> I got killed by a fucking juggalo in my dreams. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I got killed. That would be pretty bad. <laughs> I think all these... I got killed by twists. The only thing he was doing was yelling, Magic, Magic, Ninja, what? <laughs> ninja, what? Magic, Magic, Ninja, what? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. So we've talked about a few creepy pastas, but I think one of the OG tales of terror when I was a kid was this book I have right in front of me called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And it's the most generic name you can think of, but this book has such a cult following that it was actually picked up by the director Guelmo del Toro, who did Hellboy and like Pacific Rim, and he's actually going to make this into a movie. What did you say his first name is? Guillermo. Guillermo. Well, you said Guillermo. That was the best book ever. Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo. That's such great movies as The Devil's Backbone. Yes. One of my favorite directors. Pan's Labyrinth. Yes, he's amazing. And he also Mm -hmm. insists you call him Poppy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how he's going to, like, break some of these stories down. I guess he's going to do it kind of like an anthology, like VHS or something Did you ever see the, um, you know how they had the couch gag for The Simpsons? Did you ever see his couch gag? No. It was phenomenal. It had, like, Cthulhu in it and stuff. Was... Well, I'm going to have to fucking YouTube that shit. It's amazing. But one of the stories that I hope he picks up, it's kind of humorous, but at the same time creepy as hell. And it's got, like, uh, elements of cannibalism and shit in it also. Mm. But this is from the book Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Go to Barnes & Noble. You fucking grab the person behind the desk. You shake the shit out of them. Be like, where the fuck is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? And or you they... can be a real man and pirate that shit. Or you could, yes. <laughs> or you go to the library. You can do any of those, but I recommend you buy this shit because if you get it from the library, you're going to steal it because it's ain't fucking good. (laughs) Who has a library card anymore? (laughs) I just walk in. I did at one point, and Sean checked out some books and never took them back, so we don't go there anymore. That's kind of how I had the books for like five years, and I only (laughs) own $30. If you're a librarian and you're listening, we apologize to you. But this story is called The Big Toe. Like to hear it, here it goes. <laughs> if you have a foot fetish, you're going to love this one. Oh, yes. Oh, man. A boy was digging at the edge of the garden when he saw a big toe. He was like, oh, shit, is that a big toe? <laughs> he tried to pick it up, but it was stuck to something. So he gave it a good hard jerk, like sometimes I do on a lonely August evening when the air is crisp 
and the wind is blowing through the trees. And it came off in his hand. (laughs) (laughs) It did. Then he heard something groan and scamper away. The boy took the toe into the kitchen and showed it to his mom. And she's like, boy, get that goddamn toe out of here. (laughs) She said, it looks nice and plump. I'll put it in the soup and we'll have it for supper. Because that's just that's what people do. They eat toes. Mm, that night, his father carved the toe into three pieces, and they each had a piece. Then they did the dishes, and when it got dark, they went to bed. The boy fell asleep almost at once. But in the middle of the night, a sound awakened him. It was something out in the street. It was a hood rat. And she mm. was like, hey, motherfucker, I'm going to suck your dick. For $2.50 in a Fago. And some Xanax. <laughs> it was a voice and it was calling to him. Where is my toe? It groaned. When the boy heard that, he got very scared. But he thought, it doesn't know where I am. It'll never find me. Then he heard the voice once more, only now it was closer. Where is my toe? It groaned. The boy pulled the blankets over his head and closed his eyes. I'll go to sleep, he thought. When I wake up, it'll be gone. But soon he heard the back door open. Kind of like our back door. <laughs> it said, back door. <laughs> <laughs> Where is my toe? It groaned. Then the boy heard footsteps move through the kitchen, into the dining room, into the living room, into the front hall. Then slowly they climbed the stairs. Closer and closer they came. Soon they were in the upstairs hall. Now they were outside his door. Where is my toe? The voice groaned. His door opened. Shaking with fear, he listened as the footsteps slowly moved through the dark towards his bed, and then they stopped. Where is my toe? The voice groaned. Now this story has another ending, which is really fucking weird. This one also, there's another version of the story. When the boy hears the voice calling for its toe, he finds a strange-looking creature up inside the chimney. The boy is so frightened, he can't move. He just stands there and stares at it. Finally, he asks, What do you got such big eyes for? It was like, Bitch, I just took a bunch of motherfucking Suboxone out and tripping balls. <laughs> and the creature answers, To look you through and through. What you got such big claws for? Cause, motherfucker, I went to the nail salon and Kim Chi hooked me the fuck up. Kim Chi. Korean. To scratch up your grave, it said. What you got such a big mouth for? Because, motherfucker, I stretch it out so I can eat whole fucking cantaloupes and turkeys and such. (laughs) To swallow you whole, it said. What you got such sharp teeth for? I'm going to chop up your bones, then I'm going to go in the kitchen and eat all your Cheetos. (laughs) Why you got to bring Donald Trump in this? (laughs) The end of the big toe. I like that story better. I don't know. Yeah, I I definitely know. I like that one. (laughs) Apparently, this is like Jeffrey Dahmer's family, pretty much. just eating toes and Uh shit. Manheads. I mean, that toe must have been fucking huge. Oh, yeah, that's a big-ass toe. It's it's the Alabama... uh, the Alabama grotesque toe from uh, southern Sri Lanka. I don't know why they call it, you know, the southern Sri Lanka toe if it's from Alabama. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sure we the Sri Lankans are probably like, we're offended by that. We don't know Alabama. We don't want to be associated with Alabama. Now, I think my favorite scary story, story, I don't know the name of it, but it's where the two guys go to the cabin. Do you know what I'm talking about? That sounds like Brokeback Mountain. The, <laughs> yeah. the do, Evil Dead? Do they touch butt? <laughs> <laughs> is it a cabin or is it a church? It's a cabin. I'm pretty sure it's a cabin. 
And one of them gets skinned. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And the person's, like, laying it out on the roof yeah. of the cabin. This is a children's book. Keep in mind, you can find this in the children's section. I read that section. shit when I was a kid. Yeah. I had all the books. It terrified me, but I loved it. And the illustrations are so fucking just nightmare-inducing. Like, the front cover is some bitch that kind of looks like... Uh, kind of looks like Carl from The Walking Dead. looks like Calissa Flockhart. <laughs> She's got no eyes. Jessica Biel. It's Jessica Biel with her square booty. <laughs> All this book has is it's just the creepiest illustrations. If the stories I don't scare the shit so out great. of you. Yeah. I don't get the hate for Jessica Biel. I just want to go back there for a second. I, I think, think she's, she's fucking hot. hot. Yeah, like, right? Wow. I mean, she was great in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. She had a nice looking ass in those jeans. I think the, but you know why I like the original more than I do the or I, I hate the original. I was going to say, you like the chair No, you, like you the know I, guy. I fucking hate him. What is his name? Um, oh, I can't remember. The yeah. freaking wheelchair dude. John uh, Claude Van Damme. <laughs> In the original? The original. Are you talking about Grandpa? I don't know. The, no. The, the God, brother. Wheelchair. The guy in the wheel. Yeah, Eugene? No, that's the dude from The Walking Dead. <laughs> Eugene. <laughs> no, Mr. Mr. But Mullen. I hated that dude. Like, everyone loves the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm like, fuck that movie because of that guy. When he got the, He's the only one that actually got the chainsaw. He was off a whiny. I'll give you a, a really, like, uh, unpopular opinion, but I like the remake. No, I do, more. too. I love I the remake. I find myself liking the remakes of old movies a lot more than I like. Um, I think the original. Did. No, the original. The Nightmare on Elm Street remake was no, awful. No, no. That's awful. No. No. The original Halloween was better than yes, Zombies. Yes, it was, yeah. yeah like zombies was pretty better. good, but the original was way better, I think. I don't know. My opinions are, like, very different on those because I will say... I can't really name a remake I didn't like other than the Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. one. The Evil Dead one wasn't even really a remake. Twilight actually. Zone. Not Twilight Zone, but fucking the Poltergeist was awful. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see that. Yeah, it was awful. I saw like 20 minutes of it, and I was like, I'm done. But the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where so the cousin... Good. It was brutal. Remember the cousin, though, that came and reclaimed her house or whatever? That was good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah, but the, the part where she's or like, or something. get him, cuz. Get him, cuz. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. I'm that was a little ridiculous. <laughs> you don't tell I mean, me what to do. Nah. I actually like the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween War. I didn't like it. I liked it, but I just think the original was a little better. But I liked zombies, both versions. Of the, uh, yeah, I'm not. I wasn't yeah. a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of slash like old slasher movies. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to get any more vanilla, how how do you release something like that after? Nightmare on Elm Street. You just look like a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, much, yeah. I'm so scared of Jason. No. <laughs> Speaking of adaptations from, uh, well, this is actually from a creepypasta to a show now that's on the Sci-Fi Channel. I guess it's still on there. I haven't watched it. We watched like one or two episodes, me and Jazzy J. Wild Jamie, <laughs> called Channel Zero. And it's actually based on the creepypasta Candle Cove, which a brief synopsis, and I'm going mostly on memory, uh, it was like a TV show that kids can remember watching. Uh, it was really brief on TV. It involved like puppets and shit and some weird candle, like some weird cove and like pirates and everything. But uh, somehow that ends up uh, becoming like a, a case of missing children and you know, murder and all that. This is an American show? Yeah. Well, yeah. the way it goes is that... Mm-hmm. 
So it was a forum post. This is one of those things that brand the creepy pasta wasn't a story. It was a forum post, and it was basically a fake forum post that this forum put together and then posted as. We're a talking like ICQ IRC days. No, it's not that old. It's like a modern blog forum. Okay. But like basically, someone posts. Does anybody remember the public access show Candle Cove? And everybody's like. Oh yeah, I remember that show. You know, with the with the pirate puppets, and it looked like the pirate was made up of different dolls. It was really cheap, really low quality, and people just keep talking about it. <clears throat> like, oh, do you remember the main character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, you guys remember the villain, the guy that was just a mustache with a monocle? <laughs> he was a pirate. And then somebody chimes in. And it's like, no. I remember that character, but he was actually the sidekick to the main bad guy. And another person chimes in. It's like, oh, yeah, the main ga- bad guy was the skin collector. It's like skeleton-looking. Yeah, it was like a skeleton-looking yeah. guy. With a Captain Crunch hat type shit on. Yeah, and he was just really creepy-looking for a puppet. he was called the skin collector? Yeah. And that's they, And that's actually one of the comments is they were like, I can't believe this was a kid's show. I remember it they being got very scary. They got a lot you know, time frame. Yeah. Did Clive Barker write this children's show? <laughs> well, it, well, it was based, it was based on... It was supposed to have happened in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So, um... Kind of like Fraggle Rock-esque. A lot of puppets going on. Jim, yeah. Yeah, but Jim Fraggle Henson. Rock didn't give me nightmares yeah. as a kid. <laughs> so, they keep on going, and they're like, yeah, this story... We remember this, and then, like, somebody was like, I remember having a terrible nightmare after watching the last episode... Or after watching it, I remember, like, just... All the puppets on screen in a line screaming, but the voices were so real, and it just lasted for thirty minutes of just screaming and moaning and agony. And the and then another guy chimes in. It's like, no, that was actually the last episode. Was just all the creatures screaming and moaning and agony, or all the characters, and then the skin collector like killing them all. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then. It's kind of like The Apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the very last post is like, so I went to see my mom. She's in the nursing home now. But I was asking her about, do you remember when I used to watch Candle Cove? And she's like, yeah, I remember every day at 4 p.m. you would go and watch Candle Cove. But when I walked in there, you were always just staring at static. And you had the craziest imagination when you were a kid. And that was the last post. Mm. Yeah, no adults could see it. Yeah. Only kids could see it. Yeah, so apparently it was just like all these kids were watching this fake show on a public access channel that was static at the time. Pretty the, hardcore. Yeah, the, the That's show. Probably the show on Sci-Fi Channel is, yeah, is really probably. good. If you haven't watched it, go back watch that shit. It's got a really creepy villain in it called like the the Tooth Man or something like that. It's a fucking humanoid creature covered in teeth. <laughs> what the fuck? Did you remember the remember those shoes that so came out where the soul was the teeth? <laughs> it was like Mary Jane's, but instead of having the soul was teeth and he also had the insult, a belt made out of tongue and the insole of those shoes was a vagina the, the belt Ooh, was, the, wow. the belt was nipples the nipple belt it was nipples that'd be cool for the just, tongue though too he had a tie made out of a tongue <laughs> just one long tongue he's like oh I want to meet that Gene Simmons character <laughs> I won't have to sew so many tongues together then <laughs> but we're going to talk about heavy hitters probably later on and our future episodes. Uh, we've covered, you know, the basics. You can go and look up any creepy posters you want. They have so many, just countless, countless, countless ones. There's even one about Sonic the Hedgehog and the video game supposedly causing, like, brain aneurysms or some shit like that. They get pretty creative, but at the same time, they get pretty stupid also. But, yes, we uh, hope you had a fun time with us tonight talking about all these 
fucking laughing jacks and squids and slendermans and candle coves. And uh, join us next week when we will be talking about the annexation of Puerto Rico and Donald Trump's favorite deodorant. <laughs> Which is cocaine? Yeah, I guess. It's fucking pee from Indian ladies. I don't know. <laughs> you didn't hear that from me, though. Um, one thing that I do want to talk about really quick before we end this, um, I want to thank a huge inspiration of ours because, I mean, everybody that we have that's listened to it, well, for the most part, and all of my friends have been like, you guys really remind me of these guys. Okay. And they are a huge inspiration to a lot of us. I think probably two of us haven't listened to it as much as, like, me and Sean and Jamie mm-hmm. probably have. But um, the last podcast on the left, guys, oh, Marcus yes. Parks, Bing Kissel, and... What was that asshole's name? Henry Zabraski. Henry, Henry Zabraski. No, Henry Zabraski. We know who the fuck you are. Henry Zamboni. Um, yeah. That... These guys are huge inspirations to us, and we, we actually, them. it felt like an elephant in the room, so we really wanted to cover yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we didn't want people to come out and be like, you guys remind us a lot of these guys. Yeah, I mean, because I've literally literally heard people. I listened, I've listened to them, I listened to the Children of God they did, it was like a four-part. Oh, yeah. No, I, I give those guys credits where, where it's due, I think they're freaking awesome. Marcus you know? Parks is a fucking research guru, and I can only hope that I can get has like a quarter of the good as he is. Yeah, he actually reminds me of Ruth and it's weird. Because <laughs> they're, they're both just insanely knowledgeable about the dumbest shit. No yeah. offense. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Like, it's well, true. that's a compliment, actually. It is a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> sound like one, that was a compliment. No, it is a compliment. It's not an insult. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, you know a lot about all, like anything we talk about. Well, who's the Ben Kissel of the group? Who I mean, nobody here is like six foot nine monster like he is. Yeah, no. and nobody I don't think has Nazi heritage like he does. No, either. I don't think we actually are doppelgangers or no, resemble no. any other. We're trying to separate ourselves as much as we can from anybody else. But he has Nazi heritage. Go back and listen hair? to the last podcast on the left, the mm-hmm. earlier episodes, and you will hear it all. But huh. yes, huge inspiration. Um, we love you guys. Come to Louisville, Kentucky, for yeah, fuck's for sake. Yeah, for fuck's sake. Really? Come on. They never come anywhere Quit going to Philly. Quit going to Boston. Come fuck a couple goats and hang out with us. Jesus Christ. We'll show you guys around. We'll take you to the Goat Man Trail. We'll walk across the train tracks. I always have a cool You can walk across train. the train tracks. We'll, we'll sit below uh, being like, you're going to die, motherfucker. Yeah, we'll make Ruth get you some bitches. It'll be all yeah, good. Yeah, you got this. Dude, she... I bet you she winged woman's like a pro. Yeah. <laughs> Wing woman. Nah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Not gonna lie. But yeah. Big shout out to those guys. Last podcast on the left, Round Table of Gentlemen. I've listened to everything they've been involved with. Cave Comedy love, Radio. Yes. We yes. love you guys. But that's all for me. That's I'm all we have shut up now. for the night. Join us next week. Uh, subject is to be determined. You never know what we're going to talk about. Aliens. UFOs. Screen doors magically opening. Screen doors magically opening. I walk that shit. (laughs) As always, I am your host, Sean Wolf Party Martin. I am Teddy Like the Bear. I'm Ruthless. Kentucky Corey. Oh my god. Sweet stuff. stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, everybody. You guys have a good one. Peace. Have a good one.